Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. One of the big political events last year was the passing of climate change legislation committing Australia to a 43% reduction in emissions by 2030 and net zero by 2050. Not only is it good for the environment, but it also provides a lot more certainty for business. They now, now know the rules by which they have to operate. But what are the expectations of investors on this front? Well, one of the key expectations is that the transition to a low-carbon future is a fair and just one. Enlisted companies that don't bring along their workers and their communities might just risk their social licence to operate. The Australian Council of Superannuation Investors is a group of 26 super funds who manage over $1 trillion in assets. I've mentioned this statistic before, but it bears repeating. On average, they own 10% of every company on the ASX 200. They are influential. Louise Davidson is the Chief Executive Officer of Axie. Louise, welcome back to Fear and Greed. Thank you. So what do investors expect from companies as they move away from emissions-intensive operations? There's lots and lots of different things that we think companies need to be doing. Um, so uh, the, the particular issue that you were talking about just now was how we make sure that communities that have a really big exposure to emissions-intensive industries don't end up getting left behind in this transition. And so examples of the kinds of industries that we're talking about would be, um, you know, um, fossil fuel generation assets, you know, coal-fired power stations, might be coal mines, might be, um, you know, some of those heavy industries that have a high emissions base. And I guess what we're really concerned about, you know, it's so important for us to make this transition and we've got so little time to do it that um, making sure that we uh, don't leave people behind is really important because that might lead to, you know, resistance as well as to social unrest, uh, high unemployment in those communities. And so I think from an investor perspective, we want this transition to happen as smoothly and as gradually as possible rather than, you know, creating um, unnecessary chaos. Okay, so let's unpack that a bit. You're saying those of us who live in Sydney or Melbourne or Brisbane or Adelaide and in a sense kind of support the transmission or the transition of the economy, that's a very sort of different state of mind to a coal miner in Queensland, for example, outback Queensland where there may not be a lot of other work. That's kind of the comparison you're making and the importance of looking after that individual who is in outback Queensland who has just as many rights and are as important as a person like me sitting in Sydney. Yeah, that's right. And I I think, um, you know, it's broader than just the coal miner because, of course, there are whole communities that um, exist around, um, you know, coal mines or electricity generators and so on. And so it's, it's really about making sure that the um, transition takes into account all of those people and communities. So this is a job, uh, obviously, for companies, you know, because uh, companies uh, are the the kind of big interest for us because our members are invested in those companies. And so we want to have information from companies to show us, you know, what their plans are and, you know, to demonstrate that there is detailed planning underway. Of course, it's also going to be a big job for government because, um, you know, this is not something that can happen in isolation from government. What, 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 I mean, what are the risks if you don't have or if you have an unjust transition? The, the, the risks are that uh, there are whole communities or whole workforces that are left 
uh, with abrupt change to their circumstance, you know, who, who don't have an opportunity to make transition to other employment opportunities or other locations. And so for a start, that's not really what we would see as being a fair situation. And we think that companies who let that happen around um, their operations, they that there's a lot of reputational risk attached to that. And so uh, companies that sustain significant reputational risk uh, often lose a lot of value as well. And so we don't want to see that happen. The other thing um, that we are concerned about is that if there is a you know, a really widespread failure to manage this transition in a fair way, there's a risk that, um, you know, that we might see large swathes of unemployment, that we might see social unrest and that we might see increased resistance to making the transition in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the Australian Council of Superannuation Investors represents really big investors and so at face value, it wasn't clear to me why it matters to you so much but you've just put it, I mean, it's... It, it's a right thing to do, but it's also financially the right thing to do. And in terms of economics, it's a good thing to do. That's right. And, uh, you know, so from our perspective, one of the things that we really work on on behalf of our members is protecting their uh, their investment in companies against big, um, big economic shocks that could be avoided, you know. And so we see this as being an economic shock that can be avoided. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it just makes a lot of sense for us to really – be asking companies to be doing the planning and to be transparent about their planning as well, you know, and to be working with their local communities and making sure that they are working with all the stakeholders who've got um, such a keen interest in what, what is going to happen to their local area. Stay with me, Louise. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is Louise Davidson, Chief Executive of the Australian Council of Superannuation Investors. In the last couple of years, we've had some very high-profile cases where investors have marked down companies, uh, Rio Tinto and Yukon Gorge in Western Australia being an example, AGL Energy's uh, desire to split into two being another example. Your members are very powerful and your organisation is very powerful. It must be sometimes challenging to make sure they're all working in the same direction. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, um, for us, one of the things that simplifies, you know, <laughs> making sure everything's working in the right direction is we've got a really clear uh, remit from our members, which is to improve the performance of companies on environmental, social and governance issues, on ESG issues. And so, you know, climate change clearly is one of the one of the really big issues in that basket. And investors really like certainty and they really like the idea of the transition happening in a planned, gradual and orderly way, you know. And so that's one of the real focuses for us is how do we make sure that companies are approaching this in a way that's going to deliver on that, you know, planned and orderly transition. Are the companies getting better at it? Yes. I mean, there's, there's a really big range, actually, as you might expect, I guess, you know, in how well companies are or are not managing this. But one of the things that we did find when we were doing this this uh, work that we've recently done on Just Transition is that Australian companies are probably not as far advanced as some of their international peers. So we are seeing some international companies who are, are reporting in a much more detailed fashion on what they're doing to make sure that the transition is just for their workforce and communities. Okay. What about, um, are there some sectors that are better than others or are there some sectors that it's just easier to do it? Well, there are, yeah, there are sectors where it's easier. I mean, the lower your carbon 
exposure, I suppose. Um, And then if you look at companies that have a high carbon exposure, there's also some geographies probably where it's easier as well, you know, where it might be more practical to to be pivoting to renewable generation where instead of coal-fired generation, or there might be other physical assets nearby that can be, you know, can um, be used to um, replace the the income from whatever the fossil fuel yeah. industry was. So, you know, so it really varies. And I think that's one of the things about this is it's very context specific. And so one of the things we think, you know, so in addition to asking companies to do take certain actions, we're also asking governments to take certain actions. And we would like to see the federal government, you know, really play an, an oversight role here, an enabling role for, uh, particularly for local government, because I think local government's going to play a really key role here. And a, and a lot of these assets, Sydney Airport's an example, uh, potentially Origin Energy, they're not actually going to be listed either. So organisations like yours will have less influence unless, of course, your members are shareholder own a big chunk of it. But government probably needs a role to play for those unlisted assets too. Yeah, that's true. Um, but actually, as you as you point out, so our members, I mean, the work that my organisation does is focused on listed companies, but our members do um, have big exposure to unlisted assets, particularly property and infrastructure. And so they will also be working with those organisations on a lot of these issues at the same time. So it's kind of a multi-pronged approach, if you like. Yeah. So for 2023, this obviously for AXI is a very, for the Australian Council of Superannuation Investors, it's kind of a very high priority. Do you think it's a very high priority for your members as well? Yeah, I think this is, um, so climate change in general and its impact on investments and on the economy and this transition, this economic transition that we need to make is is huge and it's going to affect really every facet of investment and of our economic life, I think. So, you know, getting it right, apart from obviously the survivability of the planet, which is kind of important as well. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, getting it right is pretty critical. Louise, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. That's a pleasure. It was lovely to speak to you. That was Louise Davidson, Chief Executive of the Australian Council of Superannuation Investors. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day. 